Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. I am still Derek. Hello, I'm Dave. And this podcast is about classic contemporary Christian music. We're centered around 1985 to 1995. And each week we're just reflecting on and maybe fawning over some great music. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of our favorite Christian artists, some songs. Um, And today we are talking about AD. Yes. Yeah. Art of the State album. Right. This uh, great album from 1985 recorded by Kerry Livgren and his band of Merry Music Makers. Um, yeah, this was a uh, one I, I kind of pushed for and wanted to cover, so glad we're doing this one today. I'll be honest with you guys. I did not listen to a lot of AD, um, so this was a new experience for me with this album, and I got to tell you, I loved it. It's a great selection, Derek. Good. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Yeah. yeah. What about yep, you, Dave? Dave I'm, with, I, I'm with you as well. I, it was... Is definitely periphery for me, but um, so I'm still still learning a lot about AD, yeah, and even this whole album. So uh, even here we are, this many years later, but so much rich history, yeah, in this, yeah, that I don't think a lot of people know about. Yeah, well, just a little background on AD. Obviously, Carrie Livgren was kind of the main guy, the, the 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 person that put this band together. Carrie Livgren, of course, was the guitar player, keyboard player, and principal songwriter for the band Kansas. He wrote the songs Dust in the Wind, Carry On Wayward Son. And then um, he grew up, I believe, in the Lutheran Church. If I am remembering my Seeds of Change autobiography, which Livgren came out with in 83, uh, I have a copy of that book. And I believe he grew up Lutheran. And kind of wandered away from the faith. And then in the early 80s was led to the Lord, back to the Lord. And um, began kind of pinning songs that were more open and on. He'd always been kind of a spiritual searcher. If you go to uh, a lot of Kansas's music, especially the lyrics, Dust in the Wind obviously has... Uh, a few echoes here and there of the book of Ecclesiastes and uh, other songs that kind of speak of a spiritual wandering, a spiritual searching. But once Carrie returns to the Lord uh, or becomes born again, however you want to state that, he really dives in and makes uh, the Christian faith kind of the center focus of his of his lyrics. Um, he tried to make it a go with it as for a while in Kansas, there were two post conversion Kansas albums, uh, vinyl confessions and drastic measures. Both of those featuring on vocals. We know who John Elefante, John Elefante, right. So of Pachyderm and CCM fame. And so after that, he left Kansas, and Kansas kind of went on their way, and Livgren started a band called AD. And AD had two, three albums, actually. It had Timeline, uh, which was the album before Art of the State. Art of the State is 1985, and then there was one after Art of the State called Reconstructions. Uh, the band is Livgren on guitars and keyboards, Dave Hope on bass, Dennis Holt on drums and percussion, Warren Ham on vocals and woodwinds, and Michael Gleason on vocals and keyboards. Now here's yeah, a three of those. 
Go I was ahead. Say three of those guys. Three of those guys were in Kansas at one point or another, along with right. Jerry, right? That's right. Dave okay. Hope was the original bass player for Kansas. Uh, Dave Hope is now in the ministry oh. and still still going with that. Hey, Topeka native, Topeka, Kansas native, by the way. Right. That's right. Kansans. That's right. So these guys are close to our home and our hearts. Uh, Warren Ham was in Kansas singing background vocals, playing uh, saxophone, flute, and some of those things. And Michael Gleason, obviously, obviously uh, was in Kansas as well. Michael Gleason, interestingly enough, is from Wichita. So um, yes, Michael Gleason is very close to home for us. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I have met Michael Gleason's parents a couple times, and hmm. really nice folks. His dad's name is Bob. So I've met uh, Michael Gleason's parents a couple times. It's a really kind of interesting connection there. So. So that's kind of the background on Art of the State. Art of the State comes out in 84, or I'm sorry, 85, and begins with the song All Creation Sings. Thoughts on this song? So, so let me ask you this. So three years earlier, like you said, Kansas had vinyl confessions, so in 1982, right? Correct. And when I was reading up on it, and of course, it has that great song "Play the Game Tonight," right? Um, right. That probably a lot of people know from mm-hmm. Kansas, mm-hmm. Um, co-written with Carrie Livgren mm-hmm. and Rob Frazier. Right, that's right. Oh. Who wrote that song? Wow. Former singer of yeah. Petra. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I had so um, Fra- so yeah so kind of offshoot that so like Frazier even wrote a lot later with Margaret Becker, Steve Camp, Kua, Kenny Marks, Jeff Moore. So on and so forth. I don't so, think I realized he had quite as big a, a hand in a lot of these songs as 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 you've just mentioned. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I, so, I forgot about the Kansas connection as well. And apparently, so it was like you said, it was kind of a lyrical departure. I think that kind of Kansas, the group, wasn't too excited, or per, certain factions of the group weren't too excited about. Right. Um, but what you know, Carrie wanted to dive into those lyrics, which again I loved. Mm-hmm. So I had to re-listen to that album. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, wow, this is really interesting to me. Right. And apparently, CCM Magazine even dubbed it the number one Christian album of 1982. Is that right? I had no clue. Yes, the final confession. Wow. <laughs> oh wow, I had no clue on that. So the the story goes, as Carrie tells it in his autobiography, Seeds of Change, the the. The whole thing came down to the song Crossfire, which is the last song on Vinyl Confessions. Mm. Uh, the, the lyrics were very openly about Christ and about needing to face uh, the, the decision of uh, reckoning with Christ and accepting him or walking away from him. And so their singer, the original lead singer, Steve Walsh, uh, the way Carrie tells it, did not want to sing those lyrics. And so he walked away and, and uh, after he walked away in walked John Elefante, and then they added Warren Ham and Michael Gleason to the touring band. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way Libran tells that in his book. So, so parts of this album, the art of the state almost feels like a little bit of a continuation of this, of vinyl confessions to me. I agree in a way, mm-hmm. um, obviously not, I mean, Vinyl Confessions must have had a much bigger budget and that kind of thing, because I think musically it doesn't quite hold up to Vinyl Confessions, but you can just, the tone almost just kind of carries right through. Right, right. To me. I agree with that. I but, agree with yeah. that. So we, we start off uh, with, with the first song, All Creation Sings. Um, and 
I think this is a beautiful introduction to this uh, to this album. Very kind of anthemic chorus, the big vocals, almost kind of a choir type sound. All creation sings, hail the king of kings, all creation sings to the glory of your name. And just describing creation's longing for the Lord's return. So I, I, I love the way this album starts. It really catches you right from the beginning. Yeah, to me, this is, of the, of the songs on the album, the most Kansas-sounding song. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> exactly. right, uh, yep. Yeah. On the album. But that to me, that's what makes this album stand out is you expect it kind of to be a Kansas copy album, but it's not. You hear hints of it, right. hints of Kansas throughout. And to me, the song sounds the most like Kansas. I uh, love the guitar at the beginning. Mike Gleason sounds great on lead vocals on this. And yep. I love how it just builds. And like you said, Derek, almost becomes a worship anthem. You know, it's yeah. a great song. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, um, it's one of those that, it just kind of screams out it had to go first on the album you know when you're tracking an album this just probably as they were trying to figure out which song would go first this was probably a no-brainer so it's a great start to the album uh so we come next to the second tune we are the men uh which is a quirky song that i'll be honest I, i i still haven't even after you know all these years, I, this one still kind of is the one I will skip if I skip any of them. Um, interestingly enough, I first heard this song on one of those you know Sunday morning Christian two-hour shows on our hmm. secular radio station. So wow. I remember this one being played. So that's probably the first place that I heard it. So, but this this one is is probably the one if I'm gonna hit skip i will probably skip this one don't know if you guys felt the same way but it's a it's an odd it was i was gonna say so i i coined it as oddly interesting (laughs) oddly actually yeah um it's interesting i think it's interesting they actually played it on radio i didn't think this was going to be radio playable at all yeah um but it's oddly interesting to me. I actually find myself singing along. No way. Okay. The we yeah. are the men. Right? <laughs> the men. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I didn't, and then that a solo saxophone toward the end. Yeah. Yes. You know, Warren, I'm assuming. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, but he just plays everything. Yeah, he does. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same way, Dan. The song started. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure about this. And I found myself halfway through going, we are the men. <laughs> you know, sing along, and you know the the guitar. It, you know, Carrie just roars on the guitar in this song, which makes yep. it better. And it's kind of got that I know '80s pounding drum beat, layered vocals, but it's interesting. Like Dan said, so I found my I didn't stop it. I let the whole thing play, and when okay. it was done, I'm like, I mean, I'm gonna listen to that again. So yeah, this was the one I was most nervous about. You guys listening, the others are are fine, but this one is such a quirky kind of departure for even from the rest of the album i wasn't quite sure where you guys would come down on that one so uh that's that's good to hear i'm glad i'm glad to hear that so hey and then and while we're here for a second yeah. so maybe a pause for a second on warren ham boy i had to look him up and man he is everywhere yeah. right and still still doing a lot of things is yep. he in the um, touring band for foreigner is that what he's doing now? toto Toto, is he well real? in 2017? It says it's okay. Yeah, yeah, Toto's done. Still there. They're they're done touring. Okay. So yeah, I I don't know what uh, yeah, he's, he's doing now. Still been around and yep. um, toured with obviously toured with Kansas. Yeah, um, 
did all this stuff with AD, uh, Maranatha Music, Promise Keepers. Okay. Um, Yep. Yeah. Toured with Frankie Valley. Yeah, Donna Summer, 2008, Ringo Starr and his band. Yes, that's where, okay, that's where I I remember him being. He is, I think he is still with Ringo's touring band, whatever is left of. Super talented. Yeah, oh yeah. The All-Stars. Yeah, Yeah. the All-Stars. Richard Page is in that band. Lukather's in that band. Right. Uh, there's there's a bunch of people that tour with Ringo. So, yeah, I forgot Warren Ham was in that. That's right. And then he sings seven of the songs on here. That's or right. Part of, part of the singing. And honestly, I really like his vocals. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he, they did a good job picking him for yeah. the vocals yeah. on this. He's got right. a real a distinctive blue-eyed soul kind of yes. sound to him that's, that's really nice. Um, Michael Gleason's voice is more of a floating type falsetto-y voice, which works in a lot of the ballads, and then you contrast that with Warren. It's it's really nice. So, mm-hmm. so we move on to the third song, which is one of my favorites on the album Lead Me to Reason. And I love this description of uh, the natural man uh, that we still carry with us, despite the fact that we're in Christ, that deep in the heart is a creature of deception lying in wait to deceive me again. Fighting the feeling and failing to win, where do I begin? Over and over, I silently scream, this must be a dream. So this this is a classic you know, description of the dealing with the remaining sin nature that we have and doing yep. what we do not want to do, as Paul says. And so I, I just love the way Carrie, or I, actually this is a Mike Gleason song. I love the way Mike Gleason describes this this is really nice and i love the flute on it from warren ham yeah really nice nice mm-hmm. in this song you guys i like the lyric only your grace will keep me from treason now right uh, that that kept reaching or speaking to me every time i heard it just love that lyric yeah uh i wrote down the guitar very prominent again carrie especially in the verses yeah. And then uh, Dennis Holt's drumming on this song uh, was very impressive to me because the tempos keep changing. To me, it was very Rush-esque, almost like Neil Peart. Ah, uh, yeah. Drumming yes. on, Leave Me, on Leave Me to Reason. So yeah. I, I found, it, found it to be a very interesting track, and it sounded like not a very easy one to, to play. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah, yeah kudos, to, kudos to those guys. Yeah. Yeah, and, t- and parts of this, again, to me were, you know, one – the first song, All Creation Sings, you definitely got that total Kansas style. Two, we go a little oddly interesting. Right. <laughs> and then here here we kind of go back to very reminiscent to me of a Kansas tune. Right. I think it yeah. would fit in there pretty well. Right. Yeah, really good. Yeah, this 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 is nice. So that is definitely one of my, my favorites on this on this album. So we jump to number four. And again, this kind of a stylistically, we've taken another kind of detour. The dog likes it very well. Yeah, somebody does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> um, but we have the only way to have a friend. And I'm, I'm going to throw this out there and see what you guys think. Did you guys pick up on another kind of early 80s song that this kind of groove and bass line reminded you of? Did either of you guys write down anything? I did uh, not. Nope. Not that. Okay. Okay, so when you go back to listen to it again, to me, it sounds like they've ripped off the main groove, the drums and bass from uh, Twilight Zone by uh, Golden Earring. 
Okay. Now I'm oh. stepping into the Twilight Zone. Yeah. So if you go back huh. and, and listen to that, this main groove sounds like Carrie was kind of not so subtly ripping off <laughs> Golden Earring from uh, Twilight Zone, which is an early 80s kind of MTV hit. So yeah, this is pretty straight ahead lyrically song. Uh, the heart's longing to have friendship and fellowship. Um, and so we must imitate Jesus's example to, to be a servant, to be a friend. And, and so that's the way that we come into fellowship with others is not by you know, grabbing them by the throat, be my friend, be, you know, be my, be my friend, but rather to, to serve others and to lay down our lives for others. So that's kind of, I think the overall lyrical idea here. I love the harmonica solo. Yeah. Gets in there. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah and then great. followed by the great guitar solo. Yeah. Again, yeah. Warren Ham on the work. harmonica. Very nice. Yeah. And then again, I just love Ham's vocals here. How it gets raspy toward the end. Yeah. Uh, makes it kind of fun. A very blue-eyed soul. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I put down. In fact, it was very soulful lyrics, or yeah. I'm sorry, vocals on this song by Warren Ham. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I liked on the, in this song was I thought that Dave Hope's bass really shined on this track as yep. well. I agree, and that's kind of the golden earring riff right there. So if you go yep. and listen to that, you'll hear it. The um, I, I love the um, the very last kind of pre-chorus lyrics says, "And if you heed the very first commandment, you'll take your brother's burdens as your own." That's yeah. you know that's very that's not a very common thing for us to think about in the church. You know, we kind of want to work to be autonomous, to where no one would ever have to take care of us, no one would ever have to give a thought to what we need and and we don't go out of our way to be a burden to others, but all of us will have burdens. And so Mm -hmm. that's not, that's not a bug in the Christian life. That's a design feature. We're all supposed to help others bear their burdens. And when we are burdened to have our burdens borne by others. So I think that's a great reminder that um, we'll have burdens that need bearing by our brothers. And we're also to come alongside our brothers and, care for them so that's a it's a great reminder here yep well said yeah so then we move on to the last song on side a of the cassette that i used to own that i bought at the better book room yes. all those years ago <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, um, we have to have a better book room uh podcast at some oh, point talk about that'd better be great book. yeah so i'm sure we can scare up some folks to come talk about the better book room on the podcast yep. so uh, anyway, uh, song number five is Games of Chance and Circumstance, uh, another Mike Gleason tune. And this is one of those uh, songs that was kind of in that kind of in that subcategory of, of CCM pro-life anti-abortion songs from back in the day. The, probably the first one I ever heard was Little Ones by Fokagi. Um, mm. But this is this is another one, Games of Chance and Circumstance. And this is very much, um, boy, it just really tugs at your heartstrings. Um, mother, won't you keep your young, or are they in the balance hung of, of games and chir- cir- games of chance and circumstance? Oh, save the children! And um, yeah, that it always kind of when you understand what kind of a procedure an abortion is, and you read the lyric, when the cold wind blows, the helpless suffer the sin. That's, Mm -hmm. it's really kind of graphic what he's saying about here. Um, 
So yeah, this is this is quite a this is quite a statement of a song. Uh, where have all the children gone? Who will hear their silent mm-hmm. song? So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this yep. one. Yeah, you know, we talked about uh, when we did the big picture. I think you, Derek, in fact, mentioned how Winker Patrick, you know, dealt with teenage suicide and. Um, you know, uh, teenage sexual activity too, in a very delicate way. Whereas I felt this song is just the opposite. I mean, it's kind of right in your face with these powerful lyrics. Right. And it's, it's evident that these guys really know what they're doing because they can craft a song. It starts slow. It gets real intense. The lyrics get intense. And then it just trails way back down and you're just left. Like you just got hit over the head with something. And you're like, wow, that was that was a powerful song. So right. yeah, it just, it gets right to the point. And um, yeah, it's hard not to, hard not to feel emotional when you hear that song. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with Dave. I don't think, and the other things I wrote down here are, um, again, it gets, it gets that Kansas-like harmony. Very much. There, yep. um, in the middle. And then yep. the chorus, guitar solo again, just really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that strong chorus leading out. Yeah. You know, again, just builds up to that. Just good stuff. You know, Kerry gets a lot of a lot of accolades, and well, he should for his lyrics. He is a, a wonderful lyricist. Um, obviously, he didn't write this song. This is a Michael Gleason song, but Kerry gets a lot of a lot of love for his lyrics. Um, but I, I wish he got more l- love as a guitar player. He really, uh, you know, in in Kansas they were obviously a two guitar player band, him and Rich Williams. And I can always tell immediately when it's Carrie, he just has a way of, of playing and his vibrato is very distinctive and his tone is very distinctive. He's a very underrated guitar player. And I, this, this kind of the soaring solo that he has on this song is a great example of a well-crafted singing kind of soaring guitar solo. It's nice. Yeah. I really, really like it. So, okay. Side B of the cassette that I bought from. Better Flip Booker. it over. <laughs> Better book room. <laughs> Flip it over. <laughs> or if you have the CD like I do right here, um, it's just the next tune. It's tune number six, uh, the fury. And this is a Libgren tune. This is kind of an apocalyptic, uh, end of the tribulation kind of a pre-tribulation take on what's happening and so that's uh that's kind of what's going on here um whereas the promise of his coming all things continue is just as we desire the forgotten the ancient world so once by water now by fire so very apocalyptic um very kind of end of end of the world sort of stuff going on here so and i love the fact they use instruments and sound effects to help tell the story of the song too i mean you've got birds you've got wind at the beginning you got mm-hmm. bon- you can hear bongos in the middle you've got i think i heard a pan flute at some point you uh, probably did chimes the, the guitar is very bluesy my favorite part probably the song is the big organ that finishes out yes. with the yeah. church bells i'm like wow that is that was fantastic i mean it was just very layered very nicely yeah 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 i was gonna add the same thing I'm like i like the chorus and the organ sound together yeah i like that and then toward then again 
running with that organ at the end. Yeah, I'm I'm almost like I wish we could have more of that. Yes, right. <laughs> in that song, but yeah, I, really because it really brought in that fury sound. Right. Yeah, the organ. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's great. I I had I hadn't really thought of that, but that's um, yeah, that's perfect. Okay, uh, let's see. That brings us to track seven, which is progress. Another Carrie Livgren song. And I, Carrie, it has always been so good with this topic. Uh, if you go back to uh, the album Vinyl Confessions, the aforementioned album, mm-hmm. we've got the song Fair Exchange, which kind of talks about the same thing, living in a computerized world where everything's better because it's so safe and antiseptic and the government takes care of you. And now we have kind of a a similar thing here with progress. Uh, Everything's getting better now because, hey, uh, we're many years removed from the past and everything always gets better. And so clearly everything's better now and we're climbing ever higher up the scale. Uh, And so, but I love the chorus flips it on its head and says, progress. We're marching backward as the captains of our faith. (laughs) Uh, so i was reminded of uh c.s lewis's um poem uh evolutionary hymn which is kind of in his book of collection of poems and lewis starts lewis was quite the poet and so he starts his evolutionary hymn lead us evolution lead us up the future's endless stair chop us change us prod us weed us for stagnation is despair groping guessing yet progressing lead us nobody knows where and that's that's kind of what livgren's getting at we're making progress but actually we're going backwards because right. we're the captains of our fate and not god so um yeah this well, one we've is another classic we've definitely reached another intellectual level in this podcast when you bring in lewis okay yeah that's right that's good yeah <laughs> really good yeah, we should, somebody do, brought that in. we should do a whole <laughs> podcast of uh, songs that reference Lewis. So, but yeah, and the other the other one I love about this um, is he says it's something's missing in our picture of the future. It seems our latest observations incomplete, and obviously that thing is is the creator. It we have mm-hmm. not acknowledged the creator, and so separation from creator brought decay. Is, as he says so uh progress without god is actually regress so that's well, yeah. that's that's <clears throat> thoughts on this one for you guys uh musically i put down that I, it's my favorite guitar solo of the album mm. yes yes i agree with that yep um the male vocals i love the progress chant found myself chanting that as well yep. um and of course I think that the art of going from one song to another on an album has kind of kind of stopped. I don't know if it's because the music is digitized and, you know, maybe the CD is going to go to another track or whatever. But I love the fact how it just ends and then it goes right into Heartland. I love when the songs, you know, go into the next one so effortlessly. And I thought that's what uh, Progress did. Yes. Yes. It's progressing toward an end and then it just stops. I think that's kind of yep. what they were thinking. <laughs> Right. It, it mm-hmm. does. It totally. It makes you think. Okay, did they just cut the track off? Yes. Earlier, what it it did is my playback not working or what's going on? Right. Yeah, this one's one of my favorites on the album. Again, I kind of go back to it's oddly interesting because I can, you know, again sing along to that. 
Yeah. Um, and I am I going to reference it's a Kansas sound? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> because it does. It sounds again like a little. You know, I like could fit in there. I think pretty easy. Um, I probably per, personally, I think I could have done without the kind of the trumpet and stuff in the bridge there. But yeah, you know, give me more. Give me more guitar. Give me more Jerry. guitar. More shredding. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I, I think that would be great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. More shredding, but, please. But yeah, overall, I, it's one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on to the next track. Um, this is my second favorite track on the album. It's a Michael Gleason song, Heartland. And boy, I, this this song just caught me from the moment that I listened to that cassette from Better Book Room. Uh, just, I loved Warren's vocal on it. Um, it's wordy, but I love wordy songs. Uh, I love C.S. Lewis, so I love wordy. And um, I did, this song just, that kind of that chorus, pre-chorus, whatever it is. And if you tell me it's just imagination, I won't believe it because my heart tells me this is for real. The revelry and the fascination when destiny draws near, I'm standing on the last frontier. This is the heartland. Um, so, yeah, this this song is really hope for the hopeless and a rest for the weary deep in the heartland where the vision is clear. And so, yeah, I I, I would love to talk to Gleason about his thoughts in writing this song. It's always been one of those that really stood out in the 80 catalog. And it sounds like a Livgren lyric, but it's not. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Thoughts on this one from you guys? I thought especially the keyboards on this one sound a lot like Kansas. Uh, that stuck out to me. I love yep. the up the uplifting tone to this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes you feel good. And then there again, I left out ended. The drums in the track, and then drums start the next track, Zion. So it just kind of flowed right together. Yep. Um, yeah, I like this track too, Derek. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Dan wanted yeah, more I guitar. More guitar. A, always more guitar. Dan wanted more shredding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm keeping track here. We've said sounds like Kansas and now at least 18 times. Okay. okay. 18. All right. That's, that's <laughs> lower than We're on our way to 25. Yeah. Yes. That's the goal. <laughs> um, so next to the last track, the penultimate track on the album is Zion by, uh, this is a Warren Hammond Livgren tune. And this is uh, a pretty standard uh, kind of a Romans 11 uh, Zion, uh, Israel returning to the Messiah, kind of the same thing. I, I think if it, lyrically this would be the the kind of the sister song or the the twin brother song of this song would be uh, Jerusalem by Whiteheart from yeah. ha- from Hotline, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just kind of that that sort of thing um, gives you a, a beautiful picture of Israel lying between mountains and hills known of old and. Zion is coming, Israel, children of promise soon fulfilled. The kingdom's coming, Israel. It's Yeshua, Emmanuel. He's the one you waited for. So that's kind of link, latching on to Paul's teaching in Romans 11 about the future of, of, of Israel. And so that's kind of what this is pining for. So, But this song always kind of is like a twin brother to me of Jerusalem by Whiteheart. Very similar lyric very similar um, kind of um, kind of same themes, I guess. Yeah. Love the woodwood sounds, yep. the haunting keyboard sound in the song. It's just, you know, the flute throughout, it's just, uh, it's unique. And yeah, um, yeah you're right. It does sound a lot like, reminds me too of Jerusalem, which is another great song. Yeah. 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 
And Dan wishes it had more guitar. More guitar. Anyway, yeah. Well, I was going to say, is that, is that a jazz flute? Yeah, it, it, it could be a jazz flute. Is it called yes. that? Yes. <laughs> Why not? But, yo, I like I like the strong chorus. We're, we're really calling good. it a jazz flute for our purposes We're going to call it that. Yeah. We're right, just going to agree that it's a jazz flute. <laughs> so. And then the last song, track 10, is uh, a Live Grin tune. This is my favorite one on this album, Up From The Wasteland. And, uh, yeah, just everything I love about Livgren's writing is here on display. The big soaring chorus, mm-hmm. the kind of the majestic singing guitar solo, the beautiful chorus or the choral ending is just, oh, it yeah. really gets me that those, it still gives me goosebumps when I listen to it. So all our enemies beneath his feet, no height, nor depth, nor life, nor death can take us away from his love. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's picking up on, on all the biblical themes about the future of history, Psalm 110, and, and nothing being able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ. So this is it. This, to me, if I was going to introduce someone to Carrie Livgren just as an artist, this might be one of the first songs I'd play for him, would be this one. Yeah, very so, impressive. You know, a song that's full of emotion. You can really hear, Mike Gleason's vocals, you know, his desperation yep. to get out of the wasteland. And you yep. know, he sounds different than he does on the others that he sings on this album. You could just tell that you really, really got into the vocals here. Uh, like you said, another great solo from Livgren. And I love uh, the trumpet. Yeah. I love the trumpet. Almost yeah. kind of think, think of the rapture, maybe, you know, getting out oh, of the that's wasteland. Good. That's, uh, that's good. what it made me think of anyway. But yeah, it's a very complex song. And, it is. Uh, I enjoyed it. And he sure is pulling in a lot of different scriptural uh, views here. I mean, you've got the dry bones from Ezekiel, and you've got kind of Psalm 110. You've got Wasteland. You've, it, yeah, there's just everything. He kind of threw the lyrical kitchen sink at this song, but I think it really mm-hmm. works. And it's and it's got shredding, Dan, so you should be all on board. <laughs> I was just going to say, which I love. There you go. Um, <laughs> I wrote down. I wrote down some of the same words like majestic. Yeah. I thought you know sweeping production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not not in a cheesy way. Yeah, you know, just very nice. And the you know like I said the chorus at the end. I mean, all these songs on here are so unique. It yeah, really. Yeah, it, it it isn't like one song sounds like another. All these songs just so different. And when you can include words like transcending specters, iniquity, devolution, degradation, desecrate. <laughs> conceivable (laughs) you know you've got some lyrics going on yeah Yeah. Yeah, you do you do (laughs) that was that that's something that really comes out and a lot of the albums i think that we consider now you know livgren is definitely a on his own plane lyrically um but i i think just that's what excites me so much about this 10-year period that we're considering in this podcast is there was just so much diversity and personality and quirkiness and distinctiveness. And this is just another great example. This album is of, Oh, that that's different. And it came out the same year as unguarded and it came out the same year as, as metals or, or, um, beat the the system. system. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, it, it was all the same industry and you didn't have to be cookie cutter and you didn't have to be, Oh, well, you don't sound like this, and therefore 
there's no place for you. That's right. It yeah. seemed like there was a place for almost anything back then, um, as long as it was talented and well thought out. So, um, yeah, and listening to this album, it seemed like with every song, I heard something new or different or unique. And like you guys are talking about, it's just a very interesting album to listen to, and it's not cheesy at all. It's just, it's just really good. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a. I'm glad we decided to do this one. I would love to. It'd be one of my dreams to get Livgren on this podcast, mainly just to, you know, for me, uh, yeah, I went through the typical kind of early high school, well, is is church going to be something that I do now that I have a car, now that I can sleep in on Sunday? And I'll never forget my, you know, one of my uh, mentors in high school bought me Carrie Livgren's autobiography and I just found in that autobiography a very thoughtful musician that I loved because I was a huge Kansas fan, um, really stating about why he loved Jesus. And I, the music of Kansas and AD really kept me near the faith for a long time in high school. Mm. So I, I really owe Kerry a, a great debt. God used him mightily in my life. So I'd love to have the opportunity to tell him that, but that's wow. it's it's just one of those things that this is one of those albums that I would play a lot and 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 think about the lyrics. So many thanks to to God for using Carrie in that way and all the guys in AD. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, and an amazing statement that he came out of Kansas, which you know was having a really good success. Yeah, yeah, but right. stuck, but stuck with his beliefs and his faith and his grounding right and continue to move forward with it and i think it says a lot i think they you know they had kind of reached uh about as far as they were gonna go with yeah. that setup and then they went on and did some things without carrie and and kansas still can continues today uh the last two studio kansas albums are fantastic they are they are just stunningly good and so Kansas hmm. continues to make very vital uh, music apart from anything with Livgren. And they've kind of reconfigured and kept their progressive roots and gone in a, in a really neat direction. So Kansas remains, I think, very, very vital. Um, so I really enjoy their music a lot. So just, yeah, this is a, I'm glad we had the chance to do this one. This is a one I was hoping we could do and, I was hoping that uh, you guys was would dig it as much as I did, and so glad we got to do this. Yeah, thanks for can, suggesting it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we can't find this on Spotify, right? This is not on Spotify. Um, yeah, most of Livgren's stuff is not on. Well, I take that back. Uh, I believe Timeline is on there. Seeds of Change is probably on there, which is his first post-conversion okay. solo album. And then there's a few other things under Carrie Libran's name, the the Prime Mover album and s several other things. But Art of the State is not on there. And I don't know about Reconstructions. I'm not sure on that. Okay. So, yeah, you got to go to YouTube for this one. So yeah. that's, that's where you go. Well, that'll end up this fine episode of considering a deep dive into Libran's AD Art of the State. Great, uh, great being with you and look forward to talking to you next time.